Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> Here we are again. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Any announcements? No. Oh, uh, mute all. I'll, I'll mute all really quick since you haven't started yet. Hold on. All right. Well, it's nice to see everybody in all the squares. Um, I think all of you, if someone's new, we're just going to present the the basic definition of the word non the words non-duality, which is just not two. So, the in a weird way, the arrive the way you arrive at where you already are is by seeing where you're not. Yeah, because the assumption is that there's uh, we're thinking we're we're somewhere that we're not. So it doesn't matter. So every time there's a description of what we are and we're hearing it from somewhere that we're not that description of what we are isn't really being of service in a way because it's reinforcing that what you are is a future destination yes so the non-duality is just that it's negating duality basically it's just saying not to so in a way uh, the way we approach it is we attempt to see what we're not or let's say where we're not and then in that seeing where we're not and what we're not we find out what we are yeah it's just the it has it's the way it works here because we're in the throes of a magic trick and so there's got to be a, like a reverse engineering of the magic trick so because uh, again if I'm assuming I'm something or somewhere else than actually where I am then the only point that's really needed is to negate or to negate and question the assumed location. Yeah. So basically you could be smack in the middle of Los Angeles, but believe you're in Omaha. And so you're basically watching travel videos on cable about LA and do all the fun things you can do in LA while you seemingly stuck in your apartment in Omaha but you're not in Omaha, you're in LA. So all the shows, uh, buying the maps to LA, all that, that if you were in Omaha would have value, obviously. If you wanted to get to LA, you'd need to map out the course from Omaha to LA. But this question is, are you in LA, are you in Omaha? We're not saying, are you in LA? Because what will happen is, you'll you may intellectually agree while the rest of you is in omaha yeah so you'll you'll intellectually agree yeah i'm in la but you don't it doesn't translate into being in la it's like it's another like whip another flagellation of why am i in omaha now that i've heard how great la is it's i'm more stupid than i thought so the whole movement is to question, are you in Omaha? Yeah. Now, the funny thing is, the mental state is quite invested in being in Omaha, so it doesn't really uh, receive the solution in open arms. Yeah? What you're not doesn't really want to get what it's not. 
Yeah, it just does. And it goes against its whole narrative and its whole basis of the interpretation in the story. And it really feels in time that it's got a huge investment in being what you're not. So can I have a little of what I am that I could sort of graft on what I'm not? Can I, can I know what I am in those moments where it really sucks not to be what I'm not or to be what I'm not? And then there's all these strategies, but it's just dragging its feet. Yeah, because if you're still trying to hear you're in L.A. from that which it believes is in Omaha, it's going to it's going to slow the process up to a crawl. Yeah. So basically, non-duality is just negating duality because the place that isn't a place and the activity that we don't really see ourselves doing is duality. It's dualism and duality. That's it. Yeah. So that's where we seem to take ourselves to be. And that's where we'd like to launch ourselves from. But we can't launch ourselves from that as that. Yeah. So you get stuck. So non-duality, uh, it's sort of like we, in AA, we say you drop an alcohol, you drop an alcoholic into heaven, it'll be hell in a day. Yeah. So people who are, who are, in this uh, assumption of being something that they're not, are going to turn non-duality to fit it, yeah? Instead of fitting the assumption around non-duality, it'll try to fit non-duality around the assumption, yeah? This is, it doesn't work, yeah? That's all, that's all you need to know, it doesn't work. Now, if you listen to some people here in these different squares, a lot of us have to try to do just that. We heard non-duality like we heard everything else. And we figured, all right, I'm going to do me some non-duality. <laughs> you know? And so we tried, and then we thought we got it, which is intellectual, and then we were just trying to apply it from a skewed position, sort of like trying to get out of responsibility. Well, if there is no self, why do I have to go to AA? Because your body brains are drunk, you know what I mean? It has, it's infected with alcoholism. You don't have to go to AA, but you're going to be a drunk non-dualist, yeah? It's just that fucking simple. So this whole idea is to, okay, so, all right, I got it, you yeah? know? I'm definitely not what I'm not, all right? And so let's, um, and then there's let's move on. You see, when you seem to get it, there's no moving on. Everything sort of stops. And then things, and then things relocate. There's not like, all right, let's get on with it. I'm going to now pursue being what I am. No, you don't need to pursue that. You are that, yeah? It's just, uh, it's not like, all right, that vehicle's done, I'm going to get out and get on another vehicle. There's no need to jump on another horse when you realize the horse you're on is dead. You just realize the horse you're on is dead and see what happens. Yeah? There's no need to call for another horse or an extreme version or a radical. Just sort of sit with the, uh, the recognition of the futility of trying to find out what I am from what I'm not, you know, it's just simple. Yeah. And it has a very, it may be upsetting to what you're not for a little while, but basically it, everything that it goes through has a finite 
expiration date and you're going to outlast it. Yeah. If you just don't act out, don't kill yourself, don't die. Things are probably going to get a lot different. And in a, let's say, I don't say a better way, but in a broader, more expansive way. Yeah. And then things you believed you would have to like really fulfill a lot of requirements to be available to, you'll see that you're readily available to peace and shit like that. Yeah. Things become obvious. So, the idea with the non-duality is not only to point out that we may be all the while in LA taking ourselves to be in Omaha, yeah? And what happens is, let's say you knock the mold that believed it was in Omaha, but then another one will come up and it'll be Des Moines or Hoboken, yeah? It tends to keep trying to reassert its geographical position. And you have to just watch it. And if you stop taking it seriously, you don't have to whack the mole. You just see that what that's what a mechanical mole does. If you knock it in down one hole, it pops up another hole, yeah? So now you've seen the duality of selfing, I hope, I hope you have. You have, I hope it's actually triggered some ignition, but you've seen you've recognized the objectification of what self is, and now you've seen it playing the role of being the subjective self, noticing the objective self. That's duality. That's a beautiful example of subject-object. The foreign installment takes itself to be a subject, and when it gets caught and is seen as an object, it claims to be the seeing of that and now subjectifies itself. Yeah, you watched, you've seen it, yeah? That's the duality of selfing, yeah? All the while, unbeknownst to us, let's say we're acting out, something's using us for transportation, we're doing this and that, and then something happens and it's revealed. We see that which we were calling us, or like it was so close to us, I couldn't see the difference. I see it, oh, that's alcoholism, or that's, Selfing, yeah? So now the subjectiveness, which is really the bondage, has been objectified. And now the seeing that brought about the subjectiveness, the phony one being seen as an objective activity, is now claimed again. And now the seeing becomes the seer. So now self morphs into the subjectiveness again and now has it's going to be worse in a way because now it's going to be incredibly critical of itself as an object. <laughs> so in a weird way, ignorance is, is bliss in duality. It is. Because if you see one side of the coin, you're going to have to really, really come up against the other side of the coin. And sometimes it's better not to see either side of the coin for a short bit of time. Yeah? But light tends not to let us get away with that. So, all right, now we've seen both sides of the coin, not two. There's no self as an object, and there's really no self as a subject. There's selfing. That's all there is. It's just a verb. When it gets caught, it says, oh, I'm, that's the object that was driving me crazy. <laughs> all the while playing the role of you once again. If you catch it twice, now you can recognize the coin, yeah? So when the commerce of selfing goes on, you can see the counterfeitness of it. 
either side will tell you yeah you've already shown you've seen it you've seen the both wings of the manufactured butterfly you've recognized it that's the point yeah and hopefully that's what we reinforce here it's not good enough just to see self because the seeing of self has been commandeered or claimed to imply another self you're not aware of yeah so into non-duality isn't like only one side gets negated oh all the negative contracting terrible shit that gets negated and then the other side is the only comer it's the only currency in my life yeah no they both go there is no one that has this and that there is no one there's just the appearance of this and that it's no there's just an appearance of this and then there's a mechanical interpretation of this as this and that yeah and now you see it and you come to terms with it yeah so i wanted to read something by uh ramana mahashi it's not by him he said it someone wrote it down uh, i don't want to show you the cover of this little thing because then people want to buy it and you know whatever that's not the point so here it's a nice little uh it's question and answer. I just wanted to read this. So some guy goes, some devotee goes, how many, how man, has man any free will or is everything in his life predetermined? Okay. Good question. We hear it here quite a lot. Yeah. Hopefully not today. So he goes, and then Ramana goes, free will. Now this is in the dreaming. Free will exists together with the individuality. Yeah? The programming of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, the programming, there isn't a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. There's a programming that there was a long-lasting, independent, and there will be a long-lasting, independent. And that programming has a source code of free will. Yeah? There's no point wasting any time trying to convince the individuality it doesn't have free will. Just see, is there the individuality? Yeah? You get very clear about predetermination and free will, not from the individuality. Not, you know, looking from individuality. That's not where the wisdom comes. It's seeing there isn't individuality what brings you wisdom concerning free will and predestination and shit yeah so a lot of us are would we're, we're jumping way ahead of ourselves we want to know as an individual <laughs> when there is no individual <laughs> so he goes all right i'm going to say it again because it's so beautiful what he puts it the free will is conditioned on the individuality yeah if there's a sense of individuality that sense of individual that's another sense it has it's the programming yeah you're not going to tease one i want to be an individual and be super clear that i have no free will good fucking luck you know you're going to feel like you have it quite a lot when you go to the coffee store or the ice cream or 
thinking of getting rid of one girlfriend and hoping to find another, all this. Not that I'm doing any of that, especially the third one. Free will exists together with the individuality. As long as the individuality lasts, in other words, as long as we're dreaming this dreaming and consumed of, about wanting to go to L.A. from Omaha when we're in Omaha already, yeah? This is going to go on. All the scriptures are based on this fact and advise directing the free will in the right channel. This is where people get confused. So if you feel like you need to do something and there's this program free will as the action figure, do the next right thing. Yeah? Where do you think one's real and the other's unreal? It's all unreal. Yeah? So as the, like to me, as an action figure, non-duality doesn't work. What works is surrender to a higher power, yeah? As the action figure, especially through the experience of alcoholism and addiction. Many times this body had to surrender to the police and other situations. And I saw some of them, I did a better when other people in my life than I did. Yeah. So I had come to a conclusion, uh, not a happy one, that I could turn my life over to a dog catcher and he would do a better job with it than I do. As long as you didn't have a vested interest in Paul, you'd probably do a better job in, in running Paul's life. So came at in recovery, the, I, the, uh, the ladder, the rope was surrender. And I was fucking totally clear about it because this is not managerial quality, yeah? So on this level, surrender is the fucking key for the action figure. Now, recovery allowed something to occur where I lost, was losing interest in the action figure and then another possibility came up, which was, hey, there really isn't a long-lasting independent separate entity. It probably wouldn't have come up if I was shooting cocaine and the cop running after me down the alley or I was trying to stay, not pay alimony, whatever. Probably that possibility would have never landed anywhere. But because the action figure got subdued by this thing of, hey, I can't, you know, some power can do for me what I can't do for myself. And he's talking about it right here in his own way. He says, where it says, so long, uh, all the scriptures are based on this fact and advice directing the free will in the right channel. This is totally for the action figure. Yeah? The action figure. This whole activity. Yeah? So he goes, find out who, is, who, is, who it is who has free will or predestination and abide in that state. Yeah, that's what we're at now. Yeah? All right? Let's find out the free will allows you, it opens you up to ask who is it that has the free will? That's its value, yeah? The idea of who thinks it has a predestined life, it's not to be right or wrong about that, it's to use that to ask who is that that believes it has a predestined life? So you see you're not that, yeah? It's not about being all of what you're not and then fucking debating free will or not. 
It's using the sense of free will to ask, well, who has the sense of free will? There, that goes somewhere because there's a sense of free will all day. The head is assuming it can choose from a mocha to a latte. Yeah. The programming. So you use it to ask, who is it? Because the way, the way self is produced is that which comes after is used to imply something before, yeah? So here you go. In the sense of being an individual, the free will comes after. So we're using, and the free will is used to reinforce the idea that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. We're going to use it for another means. We're going to ask, well, who is it that has free will? Yeah? You see? The free will in the mental condition is being used to imply the one that's before free will, which is you. That's what I say all the time. The whole, pro, the whole magic trick of selfing is that which comes after, which is you, yeah? So what comes after the idea of free will is you. In other words, the claiming of the free will implies a you, and then that you is, is presupposed to be before. So now you, that came after self-will, is debating do you have self-will or not? You see the insanity of it? The individuality is implied by free will. And then the individuality is presupposed, and now the individuality thinks it has free will. And now it's going to debates to see if it's right or not. Yeah, question, you know. So he says it so beautifully. So find out who it is who has free will or predestination. Do you see how he moved from the importance of free will and predestination? He went right to the point. Who is it that has it? He didn't, he wasn't gonna go off on a huge tangent. Oh, predestination, free will. Who the hell has it? Yeah? Then, so, find out who it is who has free will or predestination and abide in that state then both are transcended. Oh, you see it? They're transcended before they occurred. Yeah? You're, the freedom is before the bondage. You don't transcend free will and predestination after free will and predestination. You transcend it before by seeing you're not the one who thinks it has free will instead of Oh, if I'm thinking I have free will, that disqualifies me. No. You're not the one who has it or doesn't have it. That's the beauty. See? He could have gone, this book could have become 300 pages. Instead, he sh cuts it right off. He says, find out who it is who has free will or predestination. Find out who it is that's worrying about next week. Yeah? He would be a terrible, terrible psychiatrist because the session would have been done in 10 seconds. There would be no fucking talking about next week because you would just go, well, let's, who is it? That's worried about next week. That's the point. Yeah? The head always sends us off on wild goose chases. It does. Because it always directs us this way. 
where inquiry is this way, yeah, this way, where's my finger, I can't see it, this way, yeah, inquiry is this way, the mental state that way, yeah, go as far, as far away as possible, so more and more shit can seem as real as real can be. The closer you get back to the source, the obviousness of what we're talking about's there. It's obvious. There's no beating one's head. Free will, no free will. Who gives a shit? All right, so find out who it is who has free will or predestination and abide in that state. Rest there, yeah, because you cannot not do that. You are that state. It's not like, oh, I just fell in it and I'm going to fall out of it. That's you. That's us, yeah? That which is before, the phony before, that's put there by the claiming of what, what's happening, yeah? So, that, so find out who it is who has free will or predestination and abide in that state. Then both are transcended. That is the only purpose in discussing these questions. Now, you may not like me, whoever it is, but man, in the world of non-duality, that's like the godfather, Ramana Maharshi. You want to hear it from him? Yeah, I'm going to give it to you from him. Yeah? Find out who it is who has free will or predestination and abide in that state. Who has intention or motivation? Who has desires or hatreds? Whatever. Whatever you want to say after. Then both are transcended. Both. Yes? Both. Both. The duality is transcended. Thank God. And it's transcended before the duality. That's the transcending. We are the transcendent state. Yes? There's no need for us to transcend. We are the transcendent state before. That is the only purpose in discussing these questions. To whom do such questions present themselves? That's the whole point. Discover that and be at peace. Yeah? You're not going to be at peace. I finally concluded it's predestination. I don't know. I finally proved it. It's free will. That doesn't bring any peace whatsoever. You just have more knowledge. Yeah? So he goes here. The only path, the only path of Karma, bhakti yoga, and jhana yoga, which is a, the whole yogas of the Hindu system, yeah, is to inquire who it is who has the karma, yeah, who has all this shit. That's the point. <laughs> Devotion is beautiful. You can also ask it, well, who is the devotee? Yes? It, instead, the devotion's there, and then you're trying to glom it on to something after. Well, I was devoted to Osho, now I'm devoted to this, and now I found the best one to be devoted to is a dead master because there's no trouble there. Yeah? But the question, the devotion is what's happening? Ask who is it that it's happening to? That's the point. So... The only path, da, 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 da. through this investigation, the selfing, he says, the ego disappears 
and the state of, of abidance in the truth in which none of these negative qualities ever existed remains as the truth as always. Yeah? So, instead of first there is the mountain, we're going to put first there is no mountain. And then let's enter the Zen University with the knowledge first there is no mountain. Then the presentation, there's a mountain. No, 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 no. And then there is no mountain. Let's shoot for that. Work fucking super hard. 30 years. Oh, sorry. There's the mountain again. No. We're the f Before you go to Zen school, there it is. There is no mountain. And then watch once. Of course, that doesn't. This may want to get out of a mountain. So then it does, it has an experience, and the experience is claimed, and then it's back, the mountains are back. You can't get out of this. You have to realize you're not in this. You can't get out of this. There's not going to be a point where first there is the mountain, then there is the mountain, then there's a mountain. And then, oh, first there, no, it's, you're never going to get out of that, th that three-step slinky. Doot, doot, doot. Yeah, you're not. The getting out is, be, is not being in. The getting out is based on not being in. Yeah. Through the investigation, the ego disappears because it's only appearing. Yes? Something that appears, this is duality, disappears. Yes? Something that's real doesn't appear or disappear. Yes? In duality, things appear and disappear. Reality, things appear and disappear within reality, which doesn't appear nor disappear. Yes? It's so beautiful. So through this investigation, this in, we're, we're at it right now. This is the investigation. The ego, I don't like the word ego, but the ego disappears and the state of abidance in the self. So basically, maybe before the investigation, the ego is appearing, yes? So before the investigation, the selfing was appearing to imply a self. And now that's changed, yeah? And when it changes, you now find yourself in the state that's always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. That's abidance, yeah? It's not like you're on a, a high wire and you have to concentrate completely and keep your, you know, so you don't fall off. Abidance is more like a couch, yeah? You're resting in a very large space, all right? As long as a man in the is the doer, he also reaps the fruits of his deeds. But as soon as he realizes the truth through inquiry as to who is the doer, his sense of being the doer falls away. The sense of being the doer falls away. Not for the doer. The sense of being the doer falls away. Nothing falls away for the doer. The sense of the doer falls away. The actions go on and on, just like they always do. So, as long as a man or a woman is the doer, he also reaps the fruits of his deeds. But as soon as he realizes the truth 
through inquiry or through satsang or through fucking a log hitting you in the head or through coming to, to these Zooms, whatever, he's realized through inquiry as to who is the doer and it ain't you. <laughs> His sense of being the doer falls away. To me, there's a loss of interest in it, yeah. And the triple karma, I don't know what the destiny is ended. This is the state of eternal liberation. So basically, if the state of eternal liberation is produced by you not being the doer, and you've never been the doer, then the state of eternal liberation is inherently available, yeah? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, hey, uh, <laughs> when there's the sense of the doer, when there's a believing, when your hand is up the glove, then that glove is not destined for eternal liberation. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but seeing you're not the glove and then always and then having a very sudden rat whack that you've always been the hand is the state of eternal liberation from the glove. <laughs> so we are all really being knowledge bliss. Yeah, this is not me, Ramana. Yeah. <laughs> I should have the grandpa's picture. Ramana, we are all really Satchitananda, being, knowledge, bliss. But we imagine that we are bound by destiny and have all this suffering. See, then a guy, an English guy, Arthur Osborne, asked him a question. Why we imagine this, why this state of ignorance comes over us. So this is Ramana's answer. Ask yourself to whom this ignorance. So once again, he doesn't say a fucking thing about ignorance. He goes, ask yourself to whom this ignorance has come, and you will discover that it never came to you, <laughs> and that you always have been, Shit, whatever the thing is, being, knowledge, and bliss. One goes through all sorts of austerities to become what one already is. All effort is simply to get rid of the mistaking impression that one is limited and bound by the woes of suffering. I rest the case. I mean, this is, at a satsang, this is what I call... Uh, letting the horses out of the barn. Someone brings up ignorance, and then there's a whole fucking thing about ignorance. Yeah? That's the horse has gotten out of the barn. He immediately goes to the barn, immediately, and says, who the hell is it that has the ignorance? It's all predicated on that. Everything that comes after is predicated on the before. If it's an assumed before that isn't true, or if it's the real before. That's where everything, all the meaning everything else gets is from there. And he doesn't take his eye off the freaking ball. Yeah? And it reminds me of that thing. I don't know if it was true or not. We said it here before, but a lot of people that have been with Ramana for quite a long time were sitting around talking about, did, 
if they thought they had the credentials to teach, yeah? And so he walked in the room, so they asked him, he says, oh yeah, all of you can teach, but I don't recommend it. And so he was, uh, they were a little bit perplexed, and they went, why? And he says, compassion. And they go, well, can you pl explain that? And he says, yeah, you'll be in front of a group, yeah, and you'll feel compassion, and you'll dilute the message. All right, that's that, eh? That is. I'm going to read it again. Hold on. It's only a page. Yeah? Okay, here you go. I'm going to go a little bit earlier. This, this guy, Arthur, asks him a question. Then what responsibility, what free will has man, is everything is predetermined? So Ramana goes, why does the body come into existence? It is designed for the various things that are marked out for it in this light. It's our seed assignment, seemingly, yes? The seed assignment is this the body comes into existence it is designed for the various things that are marked out for it in this life yeah so impressions are going to seek expression and where that we don't know we're not the source of the impressions but we are impressions that have been impressed upon some mind have now seek expression and this is our seat assignment yeah this is our life all right. Has man any free will or is everything in his, in his life predetermined? Free will, Ramana, free will exists together with the individuality. As long as the end, so, and he's putting it in the right, right uh, linear first and second, the next sentence. As long as the individual, individuality lasts, so long is there free will. So the free will, yes, the individuality is the source of the idea of free will. Having the free will is used to reinforce the one who has the free will, which is the individuality, yes? You see it? The system just feeds on itself. That's why only seeing one side of the coin isn't going to work. You have to see the both sides. You don't have to, but it's available. And maybe then all that interest that's still keenly there to be stabilized and always happy, when you see the other side of the coin, that's when the interest moves, yeah? And you'll be more in an accepting stage, yeah? And that's where the real peace is. It's not like... It's having interest in what's always available at all times. All right, so as long as the individual lasts, so long is their free will. All the scriptures are based on this fact. 
and advise directing their free will in the right channel. In AA, in a, in a place before this, he said, listen, if you feel as a person that you're out, outmatched and overwhelmed when surrendered to a power greater than yourself is the advised way, yeah? And know thy will be done or thy will is done and feel assured where you can't have assurance in your own abilities, yeah? You'll feel assured that you're in good hands. That's helpful for this action figure, yeah? All right. Find out who it is who has free will or predestination and abide in that state. Yeah? So before. Yeah, we're not going after. We're going before. Then both are transcended. Both. Not one. See, this is when you see, when you see the both coins, the thief and the policeman, that's when the coin gets thrown out. When you only see one side, you're expecting the other side to be really valuable. That's duality, yeah? So, then both are transcended. That is the only purpose in, in discussing these questions. To whom do such questions present themselves? Yeah? Discover that and be at peace. <laughs> yeah, because there's no one there. The only path of karma, bhakti yoga, and jnana, which is knowledge, you know, intellectual, is to inquire who it is who has the karma, all this other stuff. Through this investigation, the ego disappears, and the state of abundance in the truth, in which none of these negative qualities ever existed, remains as the truth, as always, yeah? But now it will remain as the truth, Yes. As long as a man is the doer, he also reaps the fruits of his deeds. So if you believe you're doing the expression, then the impressions that come back get stuck there. Yeah, and then they seek to express, and then they're claimed and impressed. Yes, on and on and on. It's like an ex inhalation, inhalation, exhalation of duality. Yeah. So he realized that... Da, 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 da. As long as a man is the doer, he also reaps the fruits of his deeds. But as soon as he realizes the truth through inquiry as to who is the doer, his sense of being the doer falls away and the, crip, the triple karma destiny is ended. This is the state of eternal liberation. We are all really being knowledge bliss, but we imagine that we are bound by destiny, yeah, time and have all this suffering. So then the guy author goes, why we imagine this? Why this state of ignorance comes over us? Bhagavan, ask yourself to whom this ignorance has come. Because you could have gone off on a huge tangent. Why does this ignorance come over us? He just completely short, short circuits it and goes, ask yourself to whom this ignorance has come. And you will discover that it never came to you and that you always have been this being knowledge bliss. One goes through all sorts of austerities to become what one already is. All effort is simply to get rid of the mistaken impression that one is limited and bound by the woes of samsara. Yeah? One goes through all sorts of austerities. One goes to all sorts of tutorials and maps and hiking gear and car maintenance to be to 
to go to L.A. from Omaha, finally realizing you're not in Omaha and recognizing you're in L.A. And when you recognize you're in L.A., it's very clear you never were in Omaha. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, you want me to go on a little more? It's pretty good. Let me say this. Uh, is there, oh, so he goes back, the young guy comes back again. Is there predestination? And if what is destined to happen will happen, is there any use in prayer or effort, or should we just remain idle? <laughs> That's a tip. That sounds like a question here. <laughs> I think I heard this question last week. Bhagavan, there are, only, there are only two ways in which to conquer destiny or be independent of it. One is to inquire who undergoes this destiny and discover that only the ego is bound by it and not the truth. Yeah? And that the ego is non-existent. So the self, I don't like the word ego, self. The other way, the other way is to kill the ego by completely surrendering to the Lord or to the higher power, by realizing one's helplessness and saying all the time, not I, but thou, yeah? Well, a lot of real addicts and alcoholics end up at the latter one. They end up at this surrender. That's really, that's the, if there's two doorways leading to the same place, this is the first doorway most addicts go to is surrender. Yeah. All right. And of course there isn't an addict or whatever. So, yeah. Okay, Mike. Uh, Julia. Release the Krakens. Yeah. Uh, Kraken Julie is up. Julia. Julia. Judith also wants to go. Judith? Julia? Is it Julie Burrell? No? Uh, no, it's Julia. Hello. Who? Julia. Hello. I'm looking for you. I hear you. Go ahead. Hi. Hey. Oh, it's, oh, it's, yes. How are you? I love your topic for today. It's beautiful. It, it, it came up the other day. I was watching some documentary about um, Boehm, David Boehm, who was like some scientist or something. And he was a, you know, protege or somebody who worked with Einstein. And he was, you know, realizing that maybe something beyond. We lost you there. Can you hear her, Mike? No, she... Her square's black. She dropped. She dropped as if she was. <laughs> Come back later, Julia. Maybe you went underwater. I don't know. So. Her, her source programming quit. <laughs> so. All right, well. Judith, you want to go ahead? Move on, Bo. Judith? Yeah, she's there. She's just put on. You can't speak. Yeah, it's she's right next to you in the square world, Mike. Can't hear you yet. 
having technical difficulties today. Well, let's go back and go to another one. Tell them maybe having... because of the talk, should have silenced everybody. Phoenix is up next. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the obvious question is who can inquire or who can surrender? <sighs> well, just go take a step back and ask the same question to that. Exactly. You just keep going, keep going and going. You won't go long. I'm telling you. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm not, I'm not, uh, advocating to self-inquiry. I'm just putting it out there. I'm, I'm more, I'm trying to sort of capture the spirit of the message. It's not so much what you do, it's uh, the before. Yeah. It's, it goes right into this thing about this presupposing of a non-existent thing to be existing. And that, that sense of being an existing, non-existing thing is produced. It comes off the a conveyor belt, but when it, it's a shiny new product, it gets presupposed before everything. And therefore, the, let's let, I don't want to say it this way, but the real before gets unacknowledged and then we live from this false before that tries to give us maps and locations and destinations based on false evidence. Yeah. That feeling of, of when the sense of doership is questioned and you feel you're not that, that's where the abidance is. It's, that's the before. The, the before all the assumptions and the presupposing and the historical authenticating, always, always at all times, there we are. Yeah. So, yes, where are we, Mike? Another, another Julie, Julie Burrell, not this time. Oh, I saw Julie. Hold on. Julie? Hi, How are you? Um, yesterday, um, oh, right next to Mike. All right, right next to Mike. You're keeping um, bad company, Julie. <laughs> I'm always in this square. Um, yesterday, I, I oh, woke up. You. Yesterday, I woke up and I suddenly saw the the... I saw, I suddenly saw how there was no character and sort of the way I got to it was this sort of this beingness, like there was just no activity for this. Well, it wouldn't, it would never end. That's what I got. So the beingness was the only way out of polarity, right? So I didn't do self-inquiry, but I could see where that beingness was like imperative. Well, that's that the key. The self-inquiry, see, this was just, it's just an offering. 
That's all right. I'm just Nothing reporting what I, what I, yeah. I um, was just my way of getting there. Yeah. But could, yeah. could you, could you use an example of when you were saying self and objectifying self that re refers and objectifies it again? Could you use an example yeah. and clarify that for me? Do you remember in the very beginning well, of our conversation? Yeah, yeah, it's not an example. I can clarify it for you, but it's it's it's. I was meant saying to using. Be, okay. Yeah, it, I'll say what I'm, I said, and then you can apply it to what's happening, and you'll get an okay. example out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so here, let's say um, I'm running around crazy under addiction and stuff like that. Yes. I'm mm -hmm. basically just barely have my head above water, the consequential level. Yeah. Getting shits happening. I don't know why I have a lot of ideas why, but none of them work. Yeah. And it's, I'm just getting whacked, like running through a hallway of shit and fans, not realizing I, it's me entering the hallway that turns the shit and fans on. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then suddenly life, I don't die. And suddenly I, let's say I get an opportunity for recovery or something, you take some hallucinogen or something. And then you see what was, what you see what had been defeating you. Yeah. You see it as something other. Yeah. Finally, right. it was masturbating right. unbeknownst to you. So without knowing it now, suddenly you're knowing it. Yeah. You're knowing right. basically okay. what's fucking. You. So that would be the objectification of okay. selfing yeah okay seeing the seeing is beautiful but the seeing of it gets quickly claimed and made into a seer yeah right. so now right. the selfing the selfing some of it has been uh revealed and so now it claims what was it, it claims to be the seer of what was revealed yeah right Right. Oh, yes. okay. So yeah. now again, it, it takes, it claims subjectivity and now it sees what it used to see, what it, what it was. And now it's objectified and now it's claiming to be the seer of that. And this Which is like is, when people okay. have no fun for a while when they're in recovery, because they were getting loaded not to have that fucking second thing ever arise. Yeah. So they instead of yeah. stayed oblivious to the first self, because the second one's really going to rip you a new asshole. Yeah. Right. Unbelievable. Right. But so then what happens is you see the other side of the coin and it's not you. Yeah. And now, uh, because you're not going to get out of a dualistic dance with one step, you got to see it's a two step dance. Yeah. So the police, what suddenly becomes the thief, and maybe it, it was the thief for years, suddenly is seen as the thief, is seen as a thief by a claimed policeman, which is the right. same fucking thing as the thief. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so... So part of, part of more, I've, I've never had that, well, maybe I have, okay, I don't know. I haven't taken hallucinogens, but yeah. my addictive behavior would probably be in the victimhood and people constantly saying I was wrong 
and I was, I was always, oh, fixing that. Do you see what I mean? Oh, I see how I was wrong. And then I'd fix yes. that. So ultimately, my self-esteem has gotten really low. And then that goes into self-hatred. Yeah. But now part of the problem was I would run around telling people I don't have any light. I don't, I don't have the power. Right? And then nobody would understand you anyway. So I, I think from what you're saying, I feel like I only see the one side until yesterday. Yeah. But, yeah. So well, that's what, what the, the abidance is like the free sample you had. When he says you see the truth, you see the truth of the two-ness, and then there's abidance. You had a free right. sample of the abidance. The abidance is what we would maybe call being. Yeah. Yeah. That being well, the, that's always available at all times. You so you get you had a free sample of that. And so now you'll recognize the policeman as the thief when it's arresting the thief. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well it was the um a book called uh No Boundary by Ken Wilber, what was written many moons ago, right? And somehow I got to this book, but it was the most freeing thing for me because now I could place somebody was saying I was wrong. How do I, well, we're all one. Okay. I'm going to screw this up, but it just made me feel better because he talked about boundaries yeah. and battle lines. And it was simply that we drew these boundaries in ourselves and society had them and all these things, but they're simply not there. Exactly. But see, this is the, what we just shared earlier. This is where we would take that. Well, who is it that drew those boundaries? We forget about the boundaries. We would just go back and say, who is it that's very casually suggesting that there's a someone that drew those boundaries? Well, who is that? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So well, instead of talking about boundaries, we're okay, going the other you. way. We uh, we, yeah, which is the, the uh, spirit of this talk this Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You see it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's being very alert to that. And, and well, you'll recognize it'll become, it'll become a, it'll be a habit, yeah? Because, see, yeah. when there's a belief that you were, you were confined and small, then there's another one that wants to be big and large. They're both not you, Yeah. Yeah, I have yeah. a harder time. Yeah, I know what that one is. It's a historical one that's now made not you, but the contemporary one is masquerading as you. So we're just pointing right. that out. Yeah, right. yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank you welcome. very much. Yeah. Thanks, Julie. And Julia is back if she wants to. We can try again with Julia. And then yeah. Hi, I'm sorry about that. My phone overheated. Um. <laughs> What I, what I was babbling about was just about the free will concept that I really liked because um, I saw this, well, it's really about this, this guy, David Bohm is about Krishnamurti or something, right? And I don't think David Bohm, who um, really understood the concept because he was Jewish. And so when he was talking to Krishnamurti in a video, Krishnamurti was trying to explain to him, no free will or whatever. And he's like, well, what about Adam and Eve? Or, you know? So he takes his concepts, I think, from... I guess the past or programming or whatever. 
And anyway, it's, it's just beautiful what you're talking about. I really, I just wanted to say, jump in and say thank you. It's really awesome. Your talk as always. Thank you. Yeah. So to keep the spirit of the, the, of this direction, you would basically go, well, well, who is that that's holding these concepts? Yeah. So basically yeah. just, yeah, it's just, we don't, you don't have to do it. It's not regimental. I don't care. To me, it's like uh, the head, the mental state's constantly pointing at made up moons all day. It's nice to have it go the other way in conversations and at talks where just let's go back. It's not like we have to do, all right, everyone stop and ask who is it that's doing, you know, sitting in the square. No, I don't care about it. I care about the, the spirit of it. Yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah. I just I didn't I just saw this book. This book is a little pamphlet I got when I was in India years ago. My girlfriend found it. I was came in here, didn't know what I was gonna do. I read it and there were just I got so much juice out of it, it was great. It's still like uh, avalanching in me. Yes, uh why is it top secret? Being this, being this in this position of sharing uh, you know, I've come up with this many, many times. And in recovery, they have a big problem. What's God's will and self's will and goes on and on and on and on. Yet the biggest question is not being asked because there's an assumed individuality that's concerned with these topics. Let's see if there really is an individuality to me. And so, yeah, thank you. Nice to see you, honey. Thanks, yep. Julia. Nice to see you. Yeah. All right. Who next? Whatever. Enjoy the sun and the freedom instead of free will. <laughs> uh, if Judith, she's, did you get your? Judith. Yeah. Yes. Judith. I muted myself. Hey. Um, thank you, Paul. That was a wonderful topic. Um, being that I come from a Catholic background, South American country, if I was to say to someone, anyone in my hometown, I'll see you later. The next answer would be, God willing, or let's have lunch, or I'll make you lunch, God willing. Oh, I'm going to do this, God willing. So in it, I, I was a little bit ticked off about the fact that somebody had a will over mine. And so I came up with this wonderful solution that God's will and mine are one. So, okay, so how can I do anything different since we're one? But I didn't realize until in, for years, I was very comfortable being God's will and mine are one, or the universe's will and mine are one. But I didn't realize until today that I was holding on to an identity that wasn't there. The I, the, the personality. Yeah, just God's will. Or what, and yes, the totality is perfectly working through me as, not, yes, through, the, through this body. Yeah. And you in, know, honey, the dilemma with this was when you, in a sense, there's no language in non in 
in right. the, uh, yes. the anti-duality. There's just no language. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's, there's tons of language with this and that and yes and no. Right. Yes. But there's no language. And uh, you see the clumsiness of the false subject-objectness of the mm -hmm. language. It is. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for so. seeing that. And yeah. because there is no individual here. And there is no will. It's just karma. It's just movement. And I love being there. Well, we love you being here, honey. So don't. Well, thank you so much, don't Paul. Lose your, don't lose your square. <laughs> okay. See you, honey. See you. Thanks, Judith. Nice bird. Anybody else want to raise their hands? Wow, that's great. We've been beaten into silence. I think it's pretty amazing, this little riff, you know, from Ramana. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible how excited you can get from a little pamphlet from India. I think Satish is waving his hand like he'd like to talk. Okay, go ahead. Can you unmute yourself? Satish? Is this to answer that question, like who who has the free will? You said, ask that question. Who is, wait a minute, Where? who was, who's this? Trying Satish. to find you. Satish. Yeah. Oh, I see you, yes, yes. Nice to see you. So, you know, the, that, the, the question you talked about today, like who has the free, ask yourself who has the free will or who's asking, right? So is there a, is there a process or you just sit with that question? Uh, you know, I'm gonna go to, uh, I will answer that, but what I wanna tell you, I was really keen on just the feeling that was happening reading it, <laughs> or the sense. Uh, sometimes Ramana's words just at, cause an avalanche and uh, that's really what I was attempting to convey. The idea of the self-inquiry, from what I understand, which is quite limited, is to, you ask yourself, it's basically you're using the two sides of the coin. You're using the one aspect of what you're not, self, yeah, to ask the other aspect of what you're not, the hidden self, who am I, yeah? And what happens is then that they negate each other and then you're there, then there's no need to ask anything. Now, if, they're seeing, if, you, if you like this style, if you seem to have moved away from that abidance, whatever, then ask who is it that seemed to move away from it, yeah? So you can sort of like, it's like tripping someone's, tripping someone's feet before they start running, yeah? Yeah? Yeah, so that's all. But it's not a, it's not a, a practice or a, 
a methodology that you you have to apply a lot of effort for. You use it just, you know, whenever it comes up. Because what happens is we immediately, immediately our interest and attention gets set on the hunt, you know? We miss the idea, who is it that's worrying about next week? It's, they're sent to next week, yeah? Next week, and then everyone ch chimes in, well, you know what I'm gonna do next week, or what I would do, instead of just guess, who is it that's worried about next week? That's all. In other words, there's no opinion about next week. There's no opinion about worrying about next week. We're just asked, we're using that to ask, well, who is it that's worrying about next week, yeah? Because why? Because everything issues from there. The importance of next week isn't inherently in next week. It's in the person who's going to be there next week, yes? So are we that person? That's all, yeah? Now there's the way we uh, present it is to recognize that there's a manufacturing of the doership, the one who's the feeler, the one who's the seer, that that, that assumption's manufactured by the mental state, and we call it selfing, and by seeing it as a verb before it suggests the noun, you may not fall for the suggestion of the noun, yeah? So by seeing it as an activity that implies a one, instead of trying to see it from that one, we're gonna see how it's made up, and then maybe by the time you see it, you'll lose interest in the one, yeah? <laughs> so there won't be any, you won't be asking who am I, because you've lost interest in it, which is the whole point, yes? So it was just that, Ramana, from my understanding of him, you know, he sat in silence for quite a while and it, he realized it wasn't getting through to anybody. So then he brought up this, who am I? Or actually from whence do we come? Out of the Vedas, yeah? And he started, the first thing he said in like nine years or something was about self-inquiry. So he basically said, hey, this is going to, lead you back to where you never left so use it you know it's like a little trick so self the one thing that we call self and we feel like we recognize it is now gonna ask the self that's hiding in the bushes who am i yeah so you're using the two sides of the coin to negate the whole currency yeah instead of just coming from one side of the coin yeah you're using both so that which you're not is going to ask that which you're not, who am I? <laughs> and then that, was that, that which is implied to be appearing, not even now, mostly you were appearing and you're going to be appearing, it disappears because it's just that. It's an imaginary appearance, yeah? So it's seen through. So the two selves negate each other and there's the abidance. And then... Hopefully the free sample informs you it's always been this way and it's never not going to be this way. And so all the other ways that arise in experience and emotion changes and shit like that will not convince what you are that that changed, yeah? That, that your ground of being is solid. It's always available at all times, right where you are with no requirement. Now,
necessary, especially from that which you're not. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm not a, I was never a practitioner of self-inquiry. It was just, I was reading it today and uh, more for, more, more for the, uh, more for the part about that the sense of self, the sense of uh, self-will is rooted in the sense of individuality, yeah? So without that being questioned, why fucking debate free will or not? Yeah, that's the whole point I was trying to get to. Because over the years, I've run into it quite a lot. People want to go off on a giant thing. Is there predestination self-will? But it's the individual, the assumed individual that's interested in it. And I'm not interested in that. Yeah. So <laughs> I just wanted it to go this way, wherever. I don't know how you can see me. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I don't like doing anything, period. Yeah, I don't like inquiry. I don't like anything. Yeah, and I find uh, that which would have an interest doing that isn't me anyway. So I've lost interest in it. That's maybe yeah. because you're. That maybe because you're transcendent. I don't think so. I, if well, we are already. Yeah, like like he said, that is our inherent state is transcendence. Yeah. What happens is, as an assumed state, we're trying to have a transcendence. That doesn't work. Yeah. So you lose interest in Paul, who wants to transcend, and that's a transcending of Paul, and that's the real transcendence. <laughs> and because there isn't a Paul, that transcendence is actually the inherent state. <laughs> that's how it sort of plays out. Yeah. Thanks, bro. It's nice to see you again. Keep, yeah. All right, Mike. I thought I was getting out of here early. Now it's just got a new, another life. Uh, well, you don't have to travel to the meetings anymore, so you got the time. Oh, thank you for letting <laughs> me know that. Who was it that thought it didn't have time? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hot here. here. Hmm? We have to admit it was a beautiful reading today. Wasn't that a beautiful reading? Yeah. 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 Just sit just for a second. It was a beautiful, beautiful uh, demonstration of question answer. Yeah. Beautiful how it, he constantly brought it back to the, the assumed appearance of solidity and just let's question that, yeah. And then the other shit you'll find out it's on a need to know basis. Maybe it's your need, you know, you're in a need to know or probably you're not. And so, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to say goodbye then for everyone. Hey, George, Mr. and Mrs. Void, that little riff was worthy of the void. Yes, that little riff was worthy of the void for sure. Mike, thank you so much for everything as usual. Judith, yes, 
Yeah, just roll along, honey. Yeah, yeah. I have a bumper sticker. It says, uh, what is it? What's that emptiness? Uh, uh, never mind. I forgot it. It's nice to see you. We got uh, Dennis and, and uh, Al. Al. Yes. Keep me abreast of your uh, adventures. Rob Middleton. Yes. Rob Middleton. Nice to see you, Rob. Barbara and Roman. Barbara Roman is stunned. Yeah, he's all right. He's going to have to get over this. Sylvester Fraser. Nice to see you, Sylvester. Julie, pleasure. Uh, let's see. Johans. Fantastic. Ben Clark has made an appearance once again. He's, he's facing the other way now. That's a huge seismic shift. He's usually low, laying the other way. We got Natalie, my insane little, uh, yes, there you go. Dancing on the rim of the dream catcher, baby. We got Michael. We got Sonia. Nice to see you, Sonia. Raju. We got number 944272. Yes. We got Satish. Thanks for the question. Raju. Yes. Nice to see you, honey. Yeah. We got Z. Z, later on today, hey? I'd like to come over. Work it. We got Richard. Nice to see you, Richard. Uh, you got a lot of Buddha behind you. We got Peter, Peter from Seattle, that lovely little house. Say hello to your lovely wife, Peter. Yes, and that big cat of yours. All right, we got Mike. Mike, nice to see you with the guitar behind you. Gary from uh, Into the Void, nice to see you, Gary. Jack G, thank God he's behind the wheel. Thank God he's not moving. We got Phoenix Elroy, nice to see you, Phoenix, yes. We got Yariv. Nice to see you, Yariv. Fritz. Fritz. I just want to make sure you could move still, Fritz. Don't go into that semi, you know, permanent. Oh, let's see. Hold on. I just saw Jack. And then Helen. Helen. Nice to see you, Helen. Yeah. We love you, Helen. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Good hands. All right, we got uh, Mika, Mickey, Mickey, she's the foundation of the place. Nick is, uh, I see him between it, I see him framed in a steering wheel. Some symbolic shamanistic thing, I guess. We got Kerry, 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 it's breaking, it's breaking you, Kerry. Keep it real, Paul. Yes, you're getting broken, Kerry. Yeah, it's nice to see. Zoe, nice to see you, Zoe. I hope I run into you guys someday live. We got Andy. Nice to see you, Andy. We got Ma oh, Malcolm. Look like he's uh, oh, he's in a hammock. I should do that myself today. Uh, we got which one is? I got to see this. I don't want to miss it. Is it Tona? Tona Dams. Nice to see you, honey. Tona Adams. Tornado. It's nice. Whatever. It's nice to see you. <laughs> I'm having trouble with 
everything really. Julie, yeah, she looks like the first, uh, the first enlistee of the Space Force. It's a fucking crazy idea. All right, we got uh, Sarah, Sarah's there. Topher, everyone, Christine, Youngstown, Youngstrom, Glender O'Driscoll, Randy, Andre, Imad, Joyce, Sweck, uh, someone else. Nice to see everybody. Thanks so much for this opportunity. I'd probably be in an insane asylum if I didn't have these, these, uh, <laughs> these platforms. <laughs> I would have to stay out of the public's eye. I would fucking lose it. So, all right. Thanks, everyone, so much. Thanks, Natalie. See you. Travel well. Yes, please. Yeah. Thank you, Yeah, see you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Mike's going to keep the meeting open a little bit, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, if anyone wants the fellowship, I got to take a little break. So, all right. I'll see you. Bye-bye. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday. Tell them Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, okay. Wednesday. Yeah. All right. See you. Yeah, just yeah. go to zenbishlab.com. It's got the schedule there. Yeah. See you. All Pacific time. Bye. And it says that on the web website now. Wednesday, Thursday for non-duality. Tuesday, Thursday for 12-step uh, reflections. Hey, Nick, can you talk? I think so. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. How come you started? You started I, on I got, side, didn't you? I did. Uh, I'm all over my, my work site here, and I have the screen on one screen, and I'm talking through my phone. So oh, it took I a lot to get that that. together. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so it looks like I've been replaced by some beautiful plants. I got to replace you with something while you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> they look better than I do, I think. Maybe I'll stay off screen next Wednesday night. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, these are the ones that, this is the third year now. I brought them to the meetings for the first time two years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember. Remember? Okay. Yeah, they look they look better there with the background and then your blue shirt and Totoro. It's a nice, nice scene, work of art. Yeah, physically, it's a lot easier, right, than... <laughs> Carting them around in the car. <laughs> Nick, your last podcast was wonderful. Thank you for sending it to me. Oh, awesome. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, it was really, really good. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun to, fun to make. Thank Mike, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mike, for sure. Yeah, I, I started thanking him earlier before before uh, the cool. show, but yeah, for yeah, sure. My, uh, what do you call it? It's my, my freebie, I get to, <laughs> get to sit in. AZ, are you trying to talk or are you saying bye? Uh, I, oh, okay, you can talk now. No? No. So it shows you're unmuted on my end. Oops. I like what you uh, 
texted earlier, Mike, about the skillful means. Yeah, I was just surprised that, that the person was yeah. not getting it, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the that source code analogy as far as the like the, the the limits that even we can play with. So like, you know, can that which thinks it has free will have had the free will for the wondering it of whether it has free will to arise in the first place, yeah. <laughs> right? So that can either right. be quite a laugh, right? That's one one aspect of out, kind of outside the or breaking outside the source code, as opposed to like ignoring it and then you know, assuming factual things to argue about, about the past and the future, right? <laughs> that would be the, that would be going back into the source code. But I think it would be quite funny. It is. It is. It's amazing the, the amount of walls or misconceptions, cobwebs, whatever it is that we put up before our true nature. It's just, it, it, and I love his ending that, oh, yeah, oh, when we are saying, oh, when Paul said in so many words, oh, um, yeah, it's getting over yourself. <laughs> That's the liberation. <laughs> yeah, like a cold. Darn. Really, that simple. <laughs> but, uh, what, no, what there must have been some reason. Uh, Go ahead, say. I was like, no, there must have been some reason for it. Maybe you're like one of the three stooges. <laughs> one of the what? Three stooges. Oh, yeah. Three stooges. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're all three of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah, that's one of the funny things. Like, even, even duality couldn't exist because there'd be just one would see the obviousness of, of the falseness of self-referencing with just two. So it has to hallucinate uh, the bastard child of three, right? And then you've got that, the, what's that phrase? Uh, first two and then 10,000, whatever. So yeah. I mean, even duality wouldn't be confusing. It would, it would end immediately. 